At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead on vsin the sports betting network It is hour number three of the look at right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. And got a tremendous hour for you as we're going to be taking a look at a lot of what we're going to be getting on a Memorial Day Monday. And hopefully everyone keeps in mind why we wind up just celebrating Memorial Day in general. Pay homage to those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. It is going to be a great day. Hopefully, all of you guys are going to be enjoying cookouts, perhaps some time with loved ones, a much needed day off for many of you guys as well. But. That said, always remember why we wind up celebrating Memorial Day as well, but hopefully we wind up cashing some bets as well and make it a profitable Memorial Day. So hopefully I can help you guys do that. And in the second block of this, and right here in about 15 or so minutes, we're going to be joined by Andrew Cayley. Does a terrific job over there at Covers. He does an amazing job taking a look at Major League Baseball. And on top of that, tremendous when it comes to college football. I'll ask if he's got any season win totals for college football and then Take a look at the slate for Monday. He is north of the border, so also I have to get his thoughts on the Toronto Blue Jays. And we've got to get some thoughts with regards to another American League team. I was talking about it with Justin Uwan coming on in the last segment. Justin Perry doing terrific work with regards to breaking down the game of baseball. And we mentioned a team that has been able to do a tremendous job with their bullpen. Not such a good job with regards to their bats. That would be the Detroit Tigers. And they are going to be playing on Monday against the Minnesota Twins. You're looking on the betting board, 917-918. And the Twins, they're finding themselves empty favorites. Right now at DraftKings, you're finding them as high as minus 170. Most other books, finding it anywhere between about a minus 158, minus 165. And that plus price on Detroit, you're finding it hovering right around a plus 150-ish. And your total on this game is an 8.5. I tell you right now, I'm taking a look at the under in this spot. And with t- the Tigers, it's actually going to be for me whether or not I wind up going on the money line or the run line, because a lot of places they're offering the plus one and a half runs at a minus 115. If this somehow winds up getting down to a minus 110, I might wind up taking that instead of a money line of right around a plus 150, because I don't know if I want to be trusting in this Detroit Tigers team to be able to get the job done outright, because it's just been a case in which they have no offense whatsoever. You take a look at this Tigers team and, I mean, it's just been ghastly bad for them. They're currently 28th with regards to batting average at a 220 and in 46 games this season. They have 27 home runs. To put this into perspective, Aaron Judge by himself has 18. The entire team has nine more home runs than Aaron Judge this year. That is, wow. Yeah, that's exactly what you need to know about the Detroit Tigers right now. And you've just got 
across the board. So many guys hitting below the Mendoza line of 200. Now, Miguel Cabrera has been able to step up. He's been able to do a solid job for this team. And both of the Reyeses, Harold and Victor Reyes, both of these guys, they've been able to do a solid job. They've been able to reach base for you. But you take a look at all these names that they are all underachieving right now. Eric Haas, you're able to throw in there. Javi Baez, Jamir Candelario, Jonathan Scope, Spencer Torkelson, Dez Cameron. Every single one of them. Oh, I forgot Robbie Grossman. Hitting below 200. All of them. I mean, it has been so terrible for the Tigers. And on top of that, you just have to wonder how long this bullpen is going to be a holdup for the Tigers because they're currently number two with regards to ERA. But with the Tigers, four out of their five opening day starters are currently on the injured list. So as a result, they have really had to dive into the bullpen. Take a look among teams that have had bullpen usage. They are currently right around, I would say, in the top 10 with regards to bullpen ERA, the amount of innings that they've had to use out of it has actually been a little bit surprising as to some of the guys have been able to give them some, shall we say, solid innings, but very much a concern with regards to the Detroit Tigers team when you wind up having to throw out there guys like Elvin Rodriguez, a company it's not great, and they've got Bo Brisky, who's going to be getting the start here for the Tigers, and he's been a guy that looks like he wound up getting sent up to the major leagues a little bit too quickly. Not much of a swing and miss guy. Has had a little bit of an issue with regards to command. Has actually fought through some very interesting scenarios. And you may recall, he was right around a plus $3 underdog against the LA Dodgers about a month or so ago and was able to cash that ticket on him. So that was something that was very nice. But you do take a look at this Tigers team. And really, the backbone of this team has been the bullpen posting up a three ERA as a collective and just not being able to generate offense. And for the Minnesota Twins, it's been a little bit touch and go for them as well. This is a team that year in and year out, they always wind up having better offensive numbers when they are away from home than at home because you've got a very, very, shall we say, pitcher-friendly ballpark out there in Minnesota the way that it's built. And on top of that, you're out there in the Midwest, so it is always extremely cold when it comes to the earlier months. It's starting to heat up a little bit now, but that said, this has been a twin team that even despite that, they're in the top eight in terms of batting average. They've been able to get quite a bit of power, and Bayer Buxton, despite the fact that he has not been great since coming off of a few injuries, it's been other guys being able to step up. Trevor Larnage has been able to hit just below a 300 for this team. Luis Arise is sitting above 350 as well. So this is a team that they do a great job in terms of contact. Power hasn't necessarily been there for them as much. Miguel Sano has been on the injured list. So I do take a look at this spot, and I do like the under now with Dylan Bundy. It is a case in which he's been much, much worse on the road than at home. He's got a sub-1 ERA at home and a nearly 8 ERA on the road. It's been intriguing to watch him because while he was with the LA Angels last season, wound up having right around a 550 ERA on the road. So it's right and true, but I think that the Detroit Tigers facing off against them is exactly what he needs. And this has been a Minnesota Twins team that has been a little bit surprising in terms of the way that their bullpen has been able to perform as well. You've got Yoan Duran, who... He's like trying to set a record for most 100 plus mile per hour pitches. The guy has been throwing straight gas all season long. And then on top of that, you've had Emilio Pagan look a little bit better. Joe Smith, he's starting to find it a little bit more. Minnesota Twins, in terms of bullpen ERA, they rank 16th out of 30 teams. So very much league average in terms of that. I thought it was going to be a little bit worse. That has been a nice little find for them. But that said, I do think that we've gotten up a little bit too lofty in what I think is going to be another low scoring game. Detroit, a bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark. So despite the fact that Brisky has been someone that has been a little bit more of a fly ball pitcher, I do think that the ballpark is going to be holding those. So right now, the determination is whether to go money line or run line with the Tigers. I'm leaning towards 
hopefully being able to get more of a minus 110 right now, seeing a lot of minus 115s on it. So it's going to hold out a little bit there. But that said, I do like this total under in this spot as well. And if you're taking a look at another relatively sizable underdog, that would be the Royals. And they're going to be in the road. Basically, up against Guardians. This is 921, 922. Very similar number to what we've got with regards to that Detroit versus Minnesota game and that you got the Guardians finding themselves in between about a minus 155 to a minus 165 favorite. And for the Royals, able to find them as good as a plus 150. A lot of places have more of a buck 45 and with John Easley, it's been a case of command issues for him. He's given up right around nine walks per nine innings. If you take a look at what he wound up doing at the minor league level, I do think that he is going to be able to pick it up and he's going to be able to do a solid job here for the Kansas City Royals who all of a sudden, They've got some offense going. The Kansas City Royals have scored five-plus runs and now four out of their last six games. was an almighty struggle for them at the beginning of the season just to be able to generate anything whatsoever. And to, I don't know how, I don't know why, but this is a Royals team that they're averaging right around like 1.2 to 1.3 runs per game more at home rather than on the road. I recognize that Kansas City can be a little bit more pitcher-friendly, but that's a very big split right there but you do take a look at easily what he's able to do at the minor league level and during the 2021 season was able to do a good job with the guards command right around 2.8 walks for nine innings was doing a average job of being able to get swings and misses not necessarily tremendous was right around 10 strikeouts for nine innings at the minor league level that's pretty solid but you'd like to see it be a little bit higher but i mean thus far he's had 13 walks and 13 and the third innings has actually not done the world's worst job I'll be able to get a few swings and misses, but I mean, typically those are like on on counts and everything like that. Hasn't been able to have that put away pitch to be able to get the strikeout. So that has been an issue for him. I do think that he's going to be able to step up a little bit more against a Guardian team that it's been strange to look at their offense because you got quite a few guys that will be able to get on base. Stephen Kwan has not been able to live up to like the 500 batting average that he wound up having in the first week or two of the season, but he's still been able to get on base for you. Jose Ramirez right now leads the American League in terms of RBI. He's been able to have a double-digit amount of homers. You've had guys like Josh Naylor and company do a solid job of being able to get on base, but it feels like it's very much an all-or-nothing Cleveland Guardians team. You either get like eight runs out of them, and you get one. There's not a lot of cases in which, well, the Guardians wound up putting up a three spot here, a four spot here, the occasional five. Nope, it's one or it's eight. You really don't get anything else with them. And for the Royals, it has been a lackluster bullpen thus far this season. Take a look at it and expecting more on Josh Samout, who's had right around a four-ish ERA. Been able to get some good production out of someone like a Scott Barlow, but you can tell that they've been missing Jake Brench, who has been on the injured list. And for the Cleveland Guardians, it's been a little bit touch and go with them as well. Emmanuel Classe has been able to do an amazing job. Trevor Steven, along with someone like Brian Shaw, They've been able to come in. They've been able to hold down the fort as well, but they're missing James Karinchek, and even despite that, they've been seventh in the league in terms of bullpen ERA, so I do think that you're going to get a relatively solid showing there, but Zach Plesak, just giving up too much contact in general, guy that doesn't get a lot of swings and misses, does a solid job of not giving up a lot of walks, but with that said, he's been one of the hardest hit pitchers out there in the big leagues, giving up just under two home runs per nine innings. That is a big issue against a Royals team that all of a sudden, you take a look at Andrew Benintendi being the main concept of this team, Hitting above a 300, that has been solid. But on top of that, Whit Merrifield, who was just so bad in the first month or so of the season, he's now been able to hit right around a 280, 285 over the last, we're going to call it 15 or so days. From there, you do wind up having Bobby Witt Jr. has had an RBI in four out of the last five games. Salvador Perez, who wound up having 48 home runs last season. He spent a little bit of time on the injured list. He has come back and 
his understudy and MJ Melendez actually wound up giving this lineup a little bit of a breath of life. Salvador Perez being out actually led to the Royals offense being able to pick up a little bit more. So that's an encouraging sign for the Royals. And I do think that easily wound up being maybe a little bit nervous coming up to the big leagues level. He looked much better at the minor league level. And he wound up having a cup of coffee at the major league level last season as well. I do think that he's going to be a little bit more polished. I think at bed, three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. He's going to do a better job of being able to have command in this spot. So I do take a look at the Royals, and I do think that this is sort of a good buy-low spot on a solid prospect in Heasley. So I'm going to be taking a look at that plus price. And when it comes to Royals, all of a sudden they've been able to get hot with the bat. If you're able to especially find something like an 8.5, those are mostly gone. But I would be taking a look at an 8.5 over and 9. A little bit more trepidation there. No trepidation with this next guest. So Andrew Cayley does a great job with covers, and he's going to be joining me next right here on VSIN Esports Bank Network. your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vcin.com today. This is the look ahead on vcin, the sports betting network. And we're back here on the look ahead right here on vcin, the sports betting network. And going to be a tremendous Monday to be able to take a look at a little bit of everything. Guy you covered here in the final hours, Andrew Cayley is going to be joining me in a few seconds. He does a great job. Over there at Covers, you're able to co- follow him at Covers underscore Kaylee. Last name is spelled C-A-L-E-Y. Does a great job north of the border taking a look at the Toronto Blue Jays as well as just everything that we're seeing in Major League Baseball. And on top of that, going to need to ask him a little bit about college football as well as, Andrew, I know that you're a man that year in and year out, you do a tremendous job when it comes to being able to take a look at college football. Have you fired in on anything with regards to Perhaps a team future, any sort of a season win, anything like that in in college football yet? Uh, it's it's been a little early for college football for me at this point. There, Greg. Thanks for having me, by the way. And uh, but uh, one thing I did take, I, admittedly, it it seems like a lot of wins, but I I already fired on Alabama to go over ten and a half <laughs> wins again. It just. Until they prove otherwise in that conference, they're they're going to reload again. They have arguably the best player on offense in Bryce Young and the best player on defense in Will Anderson. And they're going to have a chip on their shoulder going into the season after losing the national championship. And I don't know if Nick Saban needs more motivation than losing a national championship, but uh, he's got it this year. And like I said, two of the best players in college football. And he's got a nice little kerfuffle going on with Texas A&M about all that NIL stuff as well. Did Alabama start it? 
Yes, they did. But still, more motivation for them. He probably did it intentionally to be able to fire up the team because that's just what Nick Saban winds up doing. So that's going to be interesting to be able to take a look at. And I know that you're out there north of the border. You do a great job with your bat flip and pick of the day every single day centered around the Toronto Blue Jays. And what have you made out of them recently? Because they just went into Los Angeles. They wound up having a sweep there. I will say on Sunday, it wasn't necessarily thanks to the pitching, more or less the offense being able to come to the forefront. But I felt like the Blue Jays were doing for a little bit of positive progression in terms of the way that they were hitting with men in scoring position. And I think it's going to be interesting to take a look at them moving forward because I think that we both agree after what we wound up seeing in the series. The pitching has a couple question marks, but the offense looks to be very much getting online. It was it was fun this weekend to see them finally hit with runners in scoring position. As you noted there, they were dead last in Major League Baseball when it came to hitting with runners in scoring position heading into this weekend. They were hitting, I believe, 179 before the series with the Angels, but they they put on their hitting shoes this weekend and they started doing what we know that this team is capable of. They finished second in that category last season. And obviously Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and George Springer and Bo Bichette, once those guys all get going, Teoscar Hernandez still hasn't really been himself since um, hurting his oblique early in the season. He's still hurting um, at the dish right now, hitting about 160, not so great, but he's he's been, he's proven himself to be a very capable hitter over the last couple of years as well. Uh, I think that time is now to buy in on the Blue Jays. If you want, you're not, I don't think you're going to get much better futures odds on them than you will at this very moment. Obviously, still some ground to make up with the Yankees, and the Rays are still ahead of them as well at the moment. But uh, this team, with two guys like Kevin Gossman and Alec Manoa leading the way, this can be a very strong team. UC Kikuchi has turned around after a slow start as well. Winjin Ryu has been solid since returning from an injury. Um, Barrios, Jose Barrios's um, yeah. ability at the at right, his pitching ability at the at this point has left a little to be desired, but uh, his track record has shown that he is a solid pitcher. Hopefully, he can figure out uh, what's ailing him at the moment. Obviously, a, a huge uh, a huge output in this game today from uh, both teams that uh, kind of kept uh, Barrios's cold streak alive here. But like I said, if this, if this the time is now to buy, to buy in with the Jays. Yep, and with the Blue Jays right now, if you're taking a look at odds to be able to win the AL East at DraftKings, able to find them at a plus 310. So you're suddenly getting a little bit of a plus price there. Yankees at minus 225, and the Rays plus 650. Think that there might be a little bit of value there as well. And when it comes to what we're going to be getting on Monday, this is one that I think is going to be an intriguing one as you've got a relative pick em game here between the San Diego Padres and the St. Louis Cardinals with Pecky Naughton. Great name, by the way. He's going to be going for the St. Louis Cardinals. Nick Martinez on the bump for the San Diego Padres. And this is one that I think is just so intriguing because with the Padres, they've gotten off to this absolutely amazing start. Now, leaving 16 men on base a few nights ago, that was not necessarily too terrific, but thus far they've been able to do a good job. But it was against weaker competition. And for the St. Louis Cardinals, they are able to stay at home. They're able to stay put. And with Nick Martinez, he's been actually relatively solid when he's gotten starts for the Padres, but what do you make out of this game? Because you got a little bit of an unproven starter here with the with the St. Louis Cardinals, but you got a Padres team that I feel like they've benefited from a little bit of a weak schedule, and on top of that, they're throwing out there a guy, Nick Martinez, who has been sort of in and out of the rotation. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, what I what I remember when first seeing Nick Martinez when they started pitching him uh, this season, I was like, is it that the same Nick Martinez from the Texas Rangers from a year a few years ago? And yes, that is that is him. Pitch out there in the MPB been... as well in Japan. I yeah, that's that's where I I missed him there for a little while. There he wasn't. The, I I was focused. You and I were focused a little more on the KBO there yeah. for a few years there. But uh, I missed that. But he's. His numbers are probably a, a little inflated at this point. He's getting hit pretty hard. He's not missing a ton of barrels right now. And uh, this Cardinals lineup right now, they don't strike out a lot. So I think you're going to see a lot of balls in play here. Um, I wouldn't hate the Cardinals team total here. So I and just with the way the guys like uh, Nolan Arenado and uh, specifically Paul Goldschmidt, who's just on an absolute tear right now, I, I think that I'd side with the home team Cardinals in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, if you're taking a look at odds to be able to win National League MVP, you mentioned it with Goldschmidt. I think that he should be right Great there value. right now. I, I think so as well. Mookie Betts would get my my vote if I were to do it right now, but I'd probably go Mookie Betts one. I would go Paul Goldschmidt two, and then Manny Machado, I think, has a good case for number three at this point. He's been hitting a 350 on a Padres team that it's he, Eric Hosmer, and seven guys that have no idea how to get on base. So that has been <laughs> interesting to take a look at, but... What else I think is intriguing is always taking a look at Coors Field. I know that you and I on my baseball betting show, we've taken a look at a lot of these Coors Field games, and they always wind up being a little bit interesting to say the least. You've got Ryan Feltner going for the Rockies and Pablo Lopez going for the Miami Marlins. I think it's starting to get up a little bit too lofty on the Marlins. We're finding them anywhere between minus 150 and minus 160, but Lopez has been on another level this year. Total of 10 is typically low for Coors Field, but... I don't know about you, but I actually think that there's a good chance that this game might wind up saying under, especially with the Rockies having to travel from the road and having to go back to Colorado. I, I think this is one of those those cases where we get in, we're getting one of these Coors Field inflated totals. Obviously, that's that's baked into the number there. But with Lo, uh, Lopez on the mound, the, the Rockies obviously the offense is much better at home than it is on the road. But they have specifically been much better against left-handed pitching this year. They've been uh, one of the better teams at hitting lefties this year. But Lopez is obviously a right-handed pitcher, and he is pitching very well right now. I just also like the way that this kind of uh, Miami Marlins team plays in general. Uh, Very scrappy bunch, uh, play really hard, don't commit a lot of errors. Um, And the Rockies, like I said, uh, while Ryan Feltner... Um, is not a really a household name at the time. He, uh, the the Marlins aren't. While I I like them to be a scrappy team, they are still struggling a bit um, when it comes to producing runs. So I think leaning towards the under ten here would not be a bad bet. And Ryan Feltner actually in his two starts thus far this season, seven strikeouts in both of them, going five innings and looked halfway decent against the Pirates. Once again, I will throw out there it was against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's the disclaimer that needs to be put out there. And just when you take a look at the betting board for Monday, is there anything that's sticking out, whether it be a game that you're going to be looking to bet or just maybe a team that you want to see a little bit more from a pitcher that maybe you're a little bit on the fence on and you want to see a little bit more from them? Uh, Dylan Bundy is always an interesting guy oh, yes. for me because he's he's one of the most polarizing guys uh, in baseball. He's on the mound tomorrow afternoon when the Twins visit the Tigers. I'll probably be uh, betting the run line with the Twins in this one at about even money. Uh, very surprising, st- surprisingly solid start because he has a lot of haters out there. Um, his expected ERA is much better than his regular ERA, which is 
4.54, but his expected ERA is at 2.87, and his expecting opponent's batting average is 2.33. Uh, the Tigers really struggle against right-handers. 2A batting average versus righties. That's next to last, and their OPS of 581. That's dead last when it comes to right-handers. Uh, another game I'm focusing in on is Atlanta visiting Arizona. Zach Gallen, uh, one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball, but also one of the best pitchers going right now. Uh, I like Arizona on the five-inning money line. You can get that at even money or maybe even plus money there. And I'm also going to take Gallen to go over his strikeout prop of six and a half and get that about plus 120. Like I said, one of the better pitchers in baseball so far, uh, 230 expected ERA and a 193 opponent expected batting average. Um, and I think it'll, he'll play really well against this Braves team that's really like dug into this swing for the fences philosophy. They rank about fifth in home runs, but dead last in strikeouts per game, and their K rate when facing right handers is also dead last. So I, I really like plus money there. Yep, and I like Zach Gallon as well, and I love getting you on the show, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, guys. Going to be previewing more of the MLB slate next, right here on the Lookout on VSIN, the Sports Bay Network. This is the Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to be able to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes by heading over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon to be able to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter 21 years or older to be able to enter other terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions. Do apply See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please do drink responsibly as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson. Great to be able to get Andrew Cayley on the show tonight. Guy does an absolutely tremendous job over there at covers, being able to take a look at the game of baseball. And once we wind up getting into the fall months, does a tremendous job in terms of college football as well. So it was great to be able to have him aboard. And let's take a look at the diamond a little bit further. One of the teams I was talking about in terms of the American League East race, that is the Tampa Bay Rays. They're going to be going on the road facing off against the Texas Rangers. This is at the bottom of the betting board, 925-926 in terms of rotation numbers. And Glenn Otto is going to be going for the Rangers against Drew Rasmussen of the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Rays, they're finding themselves in the pocket about minus 125 to minus 130. And when it comes to the Rangers, it's anywhere between about a plus 115 to a plus 120. And I felt like the Rays should have been closer to about a minus 150 favorite. Drew Rasmussen has been posting up right around a 2-5 ERA ever since he wound up getting put into the starting rotation towards the back half of August last season. Guys been able to do a very solid job of being able to hold down the fort for this team. And for Glenn Otto, he wound up having some very good minor league numbers and was actually in the organization of the New York Yankees at this time last season. I believe that he was a part of that Joey Gallo deal, but he's been able to come in and he's looked very good in terms of being able to hold down the fort, wound up having one really bad start against the Boston Red Sox, but past that, has been able to do a nice job in terms of just being able to hold the ball in the yard, has been a little bit more shaky with regards to the walks this year rather than when he wound up getting called up to the big leagues last season, right around four and a half walks per nine innings, but you do take a look at what he wound up doing in the minor leagues the last few seasons, and the guy was absolutely tremendous at being able to get swings and misses, 12 nine strikeouts per nine innings, or his career at the big league level across last season and this year, right around nine strikeouts per nine innings. So has done a great job in that respect. And I do like this total under because I do think that Rasmussen going to be able to continue what he's been able to do all season long. And then on top of that, you got a Tampa Bay Rays bullpen that has really been bearing down 
they're probably going to be without J.P. Fireisen in this game. He wanted pitching in back-to-back -back games along with Jason Adam. That is important because both of these guys have ERAs that are below a buck fifty. They have been absolutely tremendous. And matter of fact, J.P. Fireisen has given up as many runs as myself. I have not thrown a major league pitch this season, so that's pretty thinking good when you consider the usage that he's been taking this season. But with the Texas Rangers, they themselves have a very good bullpen. Overall for the season, they rank 11th in terms of bullpen ERA, but take out the first, we're going to call it two and a half weeks of the season. This has actually been a top five bullpen. Guys like Brock Burke, Matt Moore, who I think there's going to be a little bit of regression there, but he's been good. Dennis Santana, Joe Barlow, all these guys with a 2-5 or lower ERA have been tremendous, and they're doing this without Spencer Patton, a guy that wanted going on the injured list a little bit earlier this year. In my opinion, one of their better bullpen pieces, but they've been able to do a good job of being able to hold down the fort. And then you do take a look at this Rangers offense. They were able to ignite a little bit in that series against the Oakland A's, but I don't know if they're going to be able to withhold it. You just take a look at what you've been able to get out of the middle of the lineup. Jonah Heim been able to get on base for you, and then you've got someone like a Nick Sol or a Nate Solak who's been able to do a solid job coming in, being able to give you a few solid at-bats, but Nate Lowe as well, a little bit up and down with him. Marcus Simeon is finally off the schneid with regards to home runs. He's got one in north of 40 games thus far this season, and, well, he's making a lot, a lot more than most everyone in the country for being able to hit a baseball. That's not necessarily going too terrific right there, but Corey Seager has been able to give you a double-digit amount of homers, and with the Tampa Bay Rays, been a little bit of a touch-and-go offense themselves. Got a lot of guys in this lineup that they're hitting anywhere between about a 252 to a 265. You've got... G-Man Choi, who's in that fold, along with Francisco Mejia when he's been out there, sort of a part-time catcher. And then Yandy Diaz, Wander Franco, they're all in that mix as well. Manuel Margot has been able to do a solid job of being able to get on base. But power numbers have been down a little bit this year for the team. Mike Zanino, who wound up just being able to belt bomb after bomb last season. He's got a 198 on base. He's been only able to give you four home runs. So he certainly has not been living up to what he wound up doing a season ago. But Tampa Bay Rays. Just so surgical with the way that they wind up utilizing their bullpen. I do think that this is going to be a lower scoring game. Rangers have been struggling with their offense. Rays are a team that they just have that amazing bullpen. Both of these starters, I do expect good things from with Otto. He's actually been worse at home than on the road throughout his career. I think that that's just a little bit of a matter of circumstance and the way that the schedule is shaking out in general. I do think that he's going to be able to improve his home ERA numbers. So I am taking a look at this little under. And when it comes to the Rays, Want to lay up to more like a minus 150. Being able to get between minus 125, minus 130, in my opinion, relatively solid value here. And we're going to try to extract a little bit of value from the National League as well as we wind up going with a game that we have yet to hit. How about if we go 915, 916? LA Dodgers facing off against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Dodgers are the biggest favorite on the board. Anywhere between minus 304 and minus 320 with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And between plus 250 and plus 280 is the price on them. And if you're looking at the run line of the Pirates, right now at DraftKings, you're finding it at a plus 125. You're finding the plus a run and a half at a plus 130 in a lot of other books as well. And when it comes down to it, it's starting to get to a point in which I'm going to be considering the Pittsburgh Pirates because this is a number that won it open. You are finding it significantly lower. You're finding the Pirates right around about a plus 220, plus 225-ish. That was just not worth a take here. And now that we're seeing it getting up, like I said, in some spots north of a plus 270, it's just one of those cases in which it's going to be a little bit more of a play on the number. Now, I'm not saying that the Pittsburgh Pirates, they go out there 
and they win this game like 60% of the time or anything like that, that would be not correct, to say the least. This is an LA Dodgers team that they're very solid. They wound up taking a four-game set away from the Arizona Diamondbacks, but the Pittsburgh Pirates did wind up winning a game in their own right against the San Diego Padres. Now, they had to strand 16 men on base to be able to get the job done, but they've had a couple guys come to the forefront, be able to get on base for them. You've got someone like Cabrian Hayes along with Michael Chavis, both of these guys in between about a 282 and 290. Ben Gamble has been able to do a solid job of being able to get on base out. They've been dealing with a couple of ailments like Daniel Fogelback has been in and out of the full last few days, but it's been a little bit of a table setter for the team and for the Pittsburgh Pirates. One of the most surprising stats that you're going to find this season about this team is that all but two of their wins have come out of the bullpen. They lead the league in wins that have come out of the bullpen with 17. The starters have two wins. The Pirates bullpen has 17. This is by the fact that it's not like this Pirates bullpen has gone out there and they've just been like firing bullets, having one of the best ERAs out there in the league. They have a 420 ERA. That's 23rd out of the 30 teams out there in Major League Baseball. But what has been good for them has been more of the trustworthy guys. They've got a closer by the name of Jay Benar, who's got a sub-1 ERA. And when it comes to this Pirates team, they're throwing out their guy in Zach Thomas, who this year he has not been good. There's no question about it. But last season, while he was with the Miami Marlins, he wound up posting up a 325 ERA. And when you think Miami Marlins, you think of guys that wind up pitching in a very pitcher-friendly ballpark and everything like that. But his home and road splits were actually very equal. So you're able to feel solid about that. And then when it comes to Thompson, other than his last start at which he wound up getting shelved, it felt like he was starting to turn a corner. And I do think that he's going to be able to continue his upward momentum here. You take a look at Zach Thompson and... Over the course of his last five outings in total, he's given up a grand total of five runs. Four of those were starts. So he's been able to do a nice job being able to hold down the fort. Wanna King shelled a little bit in his last start against Colorado Rockies, but after a very rough month of May, he in June or after a very rough month of April, here in May, he wound up doing a very solid job. He's given up right around, I would say, three and a half walks for nine innings. And for Walker Beeler, he's actually had some struggles in LA this season. A sub-2 ERA on the road, but a north of 4 ERA at home. Now, I do think that it's a case in which it was, once again, a little bit more scheduling, a little bit of a small sample size. I don't necessarily have a lot of concerns with Walker Beeler because take a look at Beeler's road starts. They want to come against teams like the Chicago Cubs, Washington Nationals. Meanwhile, he has to go against teams like the Philadelphia Phillies at home, but certainly something that you do want to be considering. And for the Dodgers, Mookie Betts has been able to go yard for the team, but other than that, there's been a little bit of a power outage with them been a little bit surprising to see you've had a lot of guys struggling for this team max muncie justin turner they just have not been able to get out of neutral edwin rios has actually been able to do a very solid job for the team trey turner he's able to get on base as turner Betts, freddie freeman all these guys hitting at least a 294 for the team but mookie Betts is the only guy with north of six home runs thus far this season for the team so i do think that the dodgers certainly are worthy of being a relatively sizable favorite but i like the way that zach thompson has been able to string along a couple of relatively solid starts. I did wind up saying the solar at an 8.3 because I do think that the Pirates are going to be able to get to a guy and be alert that has been a little bit more shaky at home recently. I think that Zach Thompson is going to be able to rein it in a tad bit more. I'm with the LA Dodgers, Craig Kimbrell, and some of the guys in the back half of that bullpen have not necessarily been as locked down as you like to think. So I do think that this is a spot in which the Pirates are going to be able to generate a couple of runs, getting, I mean, especially the plus 280 that I'm seeing out there right now. Going to be taking a look at the Pittsburgh Pirates in this spot to go along with an over. And something else I'm taking a look at 
is another team out there in the National League West. Coming up next, going to give you guys, if you want to missing it, an hour number two, my DK Nation pick. And then, top of that, take a look at all the playoff action, especially out there in the NHL that we're going to be getting on Monday. That's up next right here on The Look At on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. The betting splits page is going to show you where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. And now it is updated every 10 minutes so you can see all the changes in the action in real time. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money just does not match up with the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well while you're there on VEASAN.com. At Betting Splits, it's another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's Betting Splits for every single game now at VEASAN.com as it is the final segment of The Look At right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And if you're listening to me live, well, you're going to be getting me again throughout the night. If you're listening to a replay, follow the money. It's going to be up at 4 a.m. Pacific time. If you're looking out there on the East Coast, 7 a.m., they've got a jam-packed show. Guys always bring it, so going to be absolutely tremendous out. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare there what we're going to be getting just on a big giant memorial day monday it's always a weekend that is full of auto sports in general you wind up seeing the Formula One race from Monaco wind up going down on Sunday. Always great to be able to take a look at that. We've got a lot of baseball, and I'll be diving into that in a few seconds. We've got action out there in the NHL. Really just a smorgasbord, for lack of a better term, of sports. So absolutely tremendous what we're getting out there. And if you wound up missing my DK Nation pick from a little bit earlier, have no fear. We've got it for you guys as it's 9-13, 9-14 on the betting board. Here's in the Diamondbacks. Going to be playing with the Atlanta Braves with Spencer Strider going for the Braves and Zach Gallen on the bump for the Arizona and the Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks, anywhere between about a pick up to a plus 105, between minus 115 and minus 120, where you're finding the Braves. But where we're looking is this total. It's at 8.5. A little bit of juicy over, not necessarily overly juiced. So you're able to find a relatively solid price there. And my pick here is going to be on the under. I love what I've seen out of Zach Gallen this year in all but one of his starts. Has allowed two runs or fewer. And Spencer Strider. Going to be making his first career start, but someone that was a starter at the minor league level last season, and he's been in long, long relief for the Atlanta Braves thus far this season. I would not be surprised if Jackson Steven, who's been relatively solid in that Atlanta Braves bullpen, is piggybacking off of him a little bit, and this has been a Braves lineup that has really struggled on the road this season. They're hitting a 213 when they're away from Atlanta, so 
They have really been feasting on Truist Park, and then that when they wind up getting out there on the road, certainly has been a little bit of a tougher situation. They did wind up having Marcel Ozuna hit a pair of home runs on Sunday. Now wound up being able to help them out a little bit, but you do take a look at the same Atlanta Braves team, and they are going to be able to back up Spencer Strider, first-time starter with something that I think is very solid in a bullpen that is in the top 10 in the big leagues. A.J. Minter did wind up getting used up yesterday, so that is a little bit of an issue for the team, but Someone like a Darren O'Day has been solid for the scene. Will Smith sometimes can have his ups and downs. To quote a Will Smith song, sometimes it gets a little bit jiggy with it, but typically he's able to do the job for you. And then with the Atlanta Braves, they've been dealing with an injury to Tyler Madsick, but some of the understudies, even like a Dylan Lee, have been able to come in and has been able to lend some solid contributions. And you do take a look at a lot of these marquee Braves batters, and a lot of them, they're hitting right around about at 240 to a 250. You've got Travis Arno, Austin Riley, Matt Olson along with Ozzy Albies, all in that full. But Adam Duvall has had a little bit of a shaky start to the season. Just two home runs hitting below the Mendoza line of a 200. They sort of been mixing and matching out there in the outfield. Ronald Acuna coming back. That has been big for the scene. But you also take a look at the flip side for the Arizona Diamondbacks. This team ranks dead last in the National League in terms of batting average. And when it comes to teams and the top under teams in all of baseball, this is a Arizona Diamondbacks bunch that is the top under team in terms of the National League. The only team that's been better out there in the big leagues has been the Houston Astros, as right around 73% of the Arizona Diamondbacks games have wound up going under the total, which I think is just absolutely insane. Big credit is to all the starting pitching that they've had, but seven overs, 20 unders, and a push for Arizona at home this season. And when it comes to this Diamondbacks team, they do rank in the bottom five in terms of bullpen ERA, but it's a case in which you've got a few guys that they're just Really, really bad out there in that bullpen, like J.B. Wendell can, along with Caleb Smith. These guys have not been able to get it done, but Joe Manette Tipley, a sub-1 ERA thus far this season. They've been able to get some good contributions out of someone like Ian Kennedy, a little bit more of a veteran. has come in as he's been able to hold down the fort for the seam, and then you do take a look at the Diamondbacks lineup. You do have power with it. Christian Walker is hitting right around 200, but he's been able to give you 12 home runs. Delton Varsho been dealing with a little bit of an injury as wound up missing the last few games, but he's been hitting right around 260. He's been able to get, deliver eight home runs. Ketel Marte has been getting on base a little bit more along Josh Ross, which has really been able to help them out, but this has been very much an under ballpark all season long. Zach Gallen has been able to do a great job of being able to go a little bit deeper into games as well with him. Being able to drop his walk, weight, walk rate from right around 3.6 walks per nine innings last season down to two this season. It's done a great job being able to keep the ball in the yard. And I think that Spencer Strider in a position to be able to have success in his first career start. DK Nation pick is going to be on the under end. With the Diamondbacks, I feel like they should be a favorite with Zach Gallen being able to be the head of the sink pretty much with regards to pitching staff in this game. I'm going to take the Arizona Diamondbacks, being a little bit of a plus price slash even money to go along with that under end. When it comes to the NHL, going to be very exciting to see what we wind up getting in Game 7. We wound up talking with Dwayne Colucci over there at the Rampart a little bit earlier about what we're going to be getting in Hurricanes versus Rangers Game 7. And things have remained pretty stagnant from the open. It wound up opening the Hurricanes being right around a minus-150 favorite, ironically enough. Dwayne's shop right now is finding the highest amount of juice on the Hurricanes at a minus-155 right now. You're able to find the Hurricanes at DraftKings, by the way, at a minus-145. And total on this game is anywhere between 5 and 5.5. Five and you got a five. It's heavy juice to the over. If you've got a five and a half, very heavy juice to the under. And the only game that wound up going over in the series, that would be the previous game in which you just wound up having a big giant barrage of goals early on, especially in that second period. And then things wound up tapering off a little bit from there. But 
just so interesting to take a look at this Carolina Hurricanes team. Home ice has meant more to them and than I would say any team that I've seen in the NHL the last few years because with the Hurricanes, they have won every single one of their home games here in this Stanley Cup playoff. They have lost every single one of their road games thus far in the Stanley Cup playoff. And for the Rangers, they've certainly been able to do a solid job of being able to hold up with Shurstankin doing an absolutely amazing job buying the pipes, but he needs a little bit more with regards to defense to stop the shots from getting him to start with because he has really had to stand on his head a little bit here throughout the postseason. So that is something that I do think is going to be coming into play. You take a look at this Hurricanes team, and I just do feel like they are a little bit deeper in this spot as well with Drew Sankin. He's been able to do a tremendous job just being able to hold down the fort, but you take a look at the Hurricanes and Rentnup needs to have a little bit of a better effort than he wound up having a couple days ago out there in New York. Certainly was not necessarily his best effort as it wound up becoming pretty much a tag team effort out there in goal because he wound up getting yanked after he wound up allowing three pretty quick goals. I'm not going to say that they were all his fault, but certainly not the effort that you were hoping for out of him. He's been able to play much better at home than he has been on the road. So I do think that you've got relatively solid value here with your Hurricanes. Wouldn't want to be taking a puck line or any. Thing like that because I do think that there's a good chance that this winds up landing one goal. And interestingly enough, I last five games in this series, four of them have actually been multi-goal wins for whoever has wound up taking them. But I would not want to be rolling the dice on any sort of a puck line here, even though if you do wind up having a team being down by one, even two goals, you know that you're going to get that empty net late in the game. Would not want to be having any part of that though, because I do think that this is going to be a relatively close game. And Obviously, if you wind up getting to overtime, that winds up torpedoing it if you wind up playing a goal and a half. So I do take a look at the Hurricanes. I do think that they're in relatively good footing. And I did wind up alerting you guys to this a little bit earlier, but we do have now have numbers from what we, when we wind up beginning this broadcast and now with regards to the NBA Finals as it is going to be the Boston Celtics taking on the Golden State Warriors. Right now, with regards to a series price, at, at the open, you were finding it with the... Warriors being right around a minus 140-ish favorite towards the back half of last hour. You were finding it at a minus 155. So these numbers are moving relatively quickly. And right now, as it stands, wound up just moving to the Warriors being a minus 150, plus 130 on the Boston Celtics in terms of the series. And then game one, you've got the Golden State Warriors anywhere between a three and three and a half point favorite with your total hovering anywhere in the neighborhood of about a 210 to a 211. I'm someone that I very much like to in-game bet the NBA much more than I'd like to take a pre-flop just because it is a case of which you've got a lot of volatility with regards to the NBA. I mean, look no further than what we wound up seeing in Game 7 between the Heat and the Boston Celtics in which you wound up having a game that went under the closing total. Now, if you wound up taking it early, you were probably able to get that over. If you wound up finding like a 195, even a 196, you were able to push on that number. But we certainly did wind up seeing a topsy-turvy game of which I wound up dying at the end. And that just speaks to the volatility that you wind up getting out there in the NBA rather than just sweating something like that out and not being able to get it in in the end. Why not just wind up taking a little bit of a better number in-game? I think that that is always a good way to be able to go, but I think that the Warriors should be able to win this series. I do think that the Celtics could provide a little bit of better fight than the Miami Heat would have been able to, and the Celtics do a good job with regards to their perimeter defense, but I think that the Warriors are the deeper team, and I do think that they'll be able to prevail in the series, and I like them in-game. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare <laughs>